0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio.
2: Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
3: Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derry B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the founder is the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, Christ Universal Temple is a New Thought Christian Church that began in 1956, and it is a ministry designed to teach people how to live healthy, happy, and prosperous lives. Today, I'm continuing the series on the book Prosperity by Charles Fillmore, and today we'll be covering Lesson 7, God Has Provided for Every Home. I would like to remind you, though, that this book is available in many formats. You can purchase the book, a hardcover or softcover book. You can download it. It's different uh, versions available, etc., Um, There are free versions out there floating on the internet for those who might not have the resources currently and are working on your prosperity to get be able to purchase what you want to buy when you want to buy it. Therefore, there's no reason why you can't get this book. I would like everyone to study the book along with me, not just listen to the lessons, but actually read the chapters ahead of time. And as I, as I'm going over the material, you can ask questions, you can call in, you can email me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I want to make sure that you're getting it. Also, I want to remind you that if you do have questions, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. And the last reminder: the Christ Universal Temple's Sunday service is live streamed at ten thirty a.m. to twelve noon Central Standard Time at www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org. C U T E M P L E dot org. Log on, check us out, enjoy a good and powerful sermon. By Reverend Wells, uh, great music, powerful fellowship, a great experience. And if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, please stop by on a Sunday morning. It'll be a Sunday you'll never forget. All right, so let's get to it. Page 102 of the book, Prosperity, Charles Fillmore, Lesson 7, God has provided for every home. Now, Mr. Fillmore says right in the first paragraph. God has amply provided for every home, but the provision is in universal substance, which responds only to law through the application of the law. The substance is drawn to us and begins to work for us. So what this is saying simply is this, when it says God has provided for every home, that does not mean that God has a, you know, some account somewhere that we pull on physically, God has provided for every home in the form of ideas of good because those individuals flow, those ideas flow through individuals, and individuals make up a home. A home is not a building, a home is not an apartment, a home is not a physical place as much as it is a state of consciousness that is represented by a physical location. So because God has already provided us with the ideas of good, God has already provided for every home. And when it says God has provided universal substance, this just means that through God's unlimited essence of itself, we through our own consciousness, through the application of divine law, can bring into manifestation any possibility into experience. Therefore, the provision that God has provided for everyone is in the realm of possibility and infinite potentiality. In other words, God is no thing, so God can be anything and all things necessary for your positive, holistic, and beneficial experience. Therefore, if you want prosperity in the home, one of the things we have to learn how to do is work with divine law, which is a simple way of saying this. I really, really want to simplify this. There are laws that govern the universe. The main thing that we have to do is learn how to think in alignment with the truth of God that is already in us. That's it. Learning how to think. And when I say think, I mean think and feel, not just thoughts, thinking and feeling. Learning how to think in alignment with the truth that is already within us as us. In other words, you are the truth. I am the truth because we're expressions of God. We're individualized expressions of God. So if God is truth, I am truth. If God is truth, you are truth. If God is truth, we are truth. We as a human race. See, but it even transcends that, but for lack of time, I'm not gonna get into that. So he goes on to say on the bottom of page 102, we draw spiritual substance to ourselves just as the magnet draws iron, because one of the things that we teach in the universe is like begets like, and some people translate that as like attracts like as well. Some people call that now because of the popular DVD and book, The Secret, etc. But what it simply says is this is, you know, thoughts held in mind produce after their own kind, and what you radiate or send out, you attract. Therefore, it is important for us to realize that when we develop the prosperity consciousness, we then attract to us opportunities, experiences, people, and whatever is necessary for the fulfillment of that consciousness. See, this doesn't always just show up as somebody You know, with a garbage bag full of money. I'm not saying that that's not possible. Uh, It might not be probable, but I'm not saying it's not possible. What I am saying is, when you have the consciousness of a thing, opportunities that might not be available for to someone in a lower level of consciousness will be right there for you, or you will see opportunities and experiences that other people can't see. That's key, because one of the one of the key um, demonstrations of a prosperity consciousness is being able to see opportunities for prosperity where other people don't see them. You know, and it doesn't make a difference um, as long as you have the eyesight. You know, sometimes we try to put morality and character on this. Now, that you deal with that when you start dealing with the application of, of your own divine law in your life, in other words, what you're putting out getting back. But if you have a consciousness for it, then you can see beyond what other people are seeing an example a good example at least in my opinion is Las Vegas you know started by you know a gangster basically he saw the possibility of being away from everybody else creating this paradise of people to have fun and and party and gamble and whatever and people couldn't see it
4: but look at Vegas now it was an idea that had prosperity in it, but people couldn't see it. You know, I read
3: somewhere that many people didn't, didn't believe in uh, Walt Disney's idea of Disneyland before Disney World. But he had an idea that he brought into expression. People didn't see the possibility of what he was creating as a brand. Another prosperity, seeing prosperity where people don't see it. Again, the lesson is God has provided for every home. McDonald's, Ray Kroc bought the McDonald's name and franchise from the McDonald brothers who lived in Illinois.
4: He saw it as a possibility that could make not millions, but billions of dollars. Because
3: he said, wow, you all have a workable system this needs to be franchised and then he sold people on the idea of franchising if you do follow the system that i create and you have the right real estate you can become rich opening these stores and they've proven that without a
4: shadow of a doubt now was the idea wasn't Ray Crocs the system was created by the McDonald's
3: brothers. The basic original system. Obviously, he tweaked it and it has been continually tweaked throughout the years. But don't miss the point. It was the idea. And they had the idea but didn't see the possibility in the idea, how far it could go. Sometimes the person who who makes the greatest demonstration is those who can see how far an idea can go. You know, You know, sometimes I look at and this is just me now on my soapbox looking at, you know, the various New Thought churches around the United States and abroad and saying, wow, with a message like ours, how come there aren't more? mega new thought churches and people could say well it's because our message is mystical and metaphysical and all of that type of stuff but that didn't stop reverend coleman from at one point at one time that christ universal temple was the the largest church in chicago teaching new thought teaching new thought and now people teach part of our message and they have tens of thousands of people in their churches
4: and many of our churches struggle But you have to see the possibility in the message that this
3: message isn't for a chosen few or enlightened few. This message is for the masses because the masses are ready for it. If not, they wouldn't be paying to hear big name speakers talk about metaphysical things like a Deepak Chopra or Wayne Dyer or, you know, a a, a preacher like like a Joel, Joel Osteen, who takes part of a new thought message mixes it with fundamentalism this isn't a criticism it's just an explanation and yet he fills out football and baseball stadiums. the possibility is the message you got to have you have to have the consciousness God has provided for every home God has provided for every church God has provided for every business God has provided God has provided God has provided it doesn't make a difference what you put at the end of God has provided for every It's still the same. It's still the same. What is the possibility in it? I often tell my students in class that Steve Jobs didn't know how to build computers. People forget that. The most influential computer guy, along with Bill Gates, of the 20th and 21st century, did not know how to build computers. But he had a creative imagination, and a great business sense, he saw the possibility in what he was attempting to do. And then when people told him, you know, when everybody else had cell phone, I mean, excuse me, CD players and portable CD players, and he said, wow, I want 1,000 songs on a small device. And the iPod was created, seeing a possibility. People didn't want to carry around all those CDs. They wanted something that they could just put everything in. God has provided for every business. Now you have to remember when he came back to Apple, his, his own company basically got rid of him, then they brought him back because they were struggling. He started using his imagination. His imagination led Apple to become the the wealthiest corporation in the world today, if they still are the last I checked. Uh, and then he said, I want that phone with the emails and and the internet, and all of those other things. And then we had the iPhone. And I remember, like it was yesterday when the iPad came out, and people said, well, who would want a laptop, basically a tablet, without a keyboard, and it can't do this, and it can't do that, and et cetera, et cetera. And all it did was keep on selling.
4: Do you see opportunity where other people see boundaries? Do
3: you see opportunities in the skills that you have already? What is it that you could do now that's easy for you and hard for others? God has provided for every home. I know I haven't taught a lot of the book yet, but I want to make sure that this this
4: gets home. What is your competitive advantage? What do you do naturally well? What do you have a natural desire
3: for? These are your natural gifts and skills that you can use to gain prosperity.
4: God has provided for every home. You already have skills and talents and etc. Some people see an empty lot. Other people see Disneyland. Some people see uh, 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 a tablet that doesn't have the functions of a, <clears throat> excuse me, of a regular portable computer. But Steve Jobs saw an iPad. The man who created Facebook saw a network to be able to keep in contact
3: with people and share with your friends. Originally, that was for students, that, that was expanded. He did that. While he was still a student in college, Bill Gates started uh,
4: Microsoft in his garage as a freshman in college. What do you see? What do you see? Because
3: if you can't see the opportunity, you have to develop the consciousness to, to see it because opportunities are available. But if you don't have the consciousness to see it, you can benefit from the divine substance that is always around because the moment you have the idea, the clarity, the conviction, the demand is then put on universal substance through divine law, which is working through your consciousness to bring opportunities, people, and
4: experiences to you to back up your state of consciousness. That's how it works. So it's important that you, as much as you possibly can, at your current level of understanding, start to look for opportunities. Start to look at
3: your skill mix. Start to look at what can be enhanced that you do right now that could be a way for you to make money and i i know i've taught that prosperity is more more than money but right now i'm speaking specifically about money i'm speaking specifically about career i'm speaking specifically about business and success and our homes and etc because if god is provided for every home what that simply is saying to me is this that which is needed for my healthy happy and prosperous life not just me by the way when, I mean everything that's connected to me. So my family is prosperous when I have a prosperity consciousness because one of the things about wealth that you notice when wealth is passed down is one person who gets it right can pass down not only their wealth but the mentality of wealth generations down.
4: So somebody who got it right can make sure that their great, 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 great grandkids are prosperous. Just a thought.
3: Now, again, you can call in and ask questions at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Also, please remember that this show and all the shows on Unity Online Radio are supported by your donations. So please click the Donate button Support this ministry so we can continue spreading this new thought message around the world. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transform.
0: Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever-stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you.
1: Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word.
5: My affirmation of faith is, I release and I let go. I release my desire to control people or situations. I let go of fear, worry, and doubt. I trust in divine power, which is infinitely capable of establishing right outcomes. I align myself with this power through prayer and meditation. Opening my mind and heart to the wisdom of the universe, I recall the promise, I am with you always to the end of the age. With this assurance, I find the strength to let go of anything holding me back. Letting go and letting God is a choice. It empowers me to move forward with ease and confidence. It provides me peace of mind and the assurance of divine order. As I let go and let God, I open the door to infinite possibilities.
1: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
0: What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Thank you for tuning in to truth transforms
3: now here's your host reverend galen mcdowell welcome back to truth transforms and we are studying charles fillmore's book prosperity i'm on lesson seven god has provided for every home if you have any questions or comments please call at 888-558-6489 888-558-6489. I would love to hear from you. Or if, if you have any comments, etc., or just would like to share, please call. Now, on page 103, Mr. Fillmore says, the first thing to do in making a demonstration of prosperity in the home is to discard all negative thoughts and words. Build up a positive thought atmosphere in the home. An atmosphere that is free from fear and filled with love. Do not allow any words of poverty or lack to limit the attractive power of love in the home. Select carefully only words that charge the home atmosphere with the idea of plenty. For lack attracts like in the unseen as well as the seen. Never make an assertion in the home, no matter how true it may look on the surface, that you would not want to see persist in the home. That was a mouthful. So what is he saying? First of all, he said, be, be very intentional about the mental atmosphere you create in your home. You know, it, will this be a space where where all things are possible or will this be a space where uh, discord and fear and manipulation and et cetera exists? Now, most people don't like to admit that at times home is the last place they actually want to be. You know, I've talked to many people through counseling, et cetera, for the many years of being a minister. And there are times when people, because of what's going on at home, arguments and discord, et cetera, they don't want to go home. So obviously, it's very difficult for prosperity to, and when I mean prosperity now, I'm talking about prosperity and its total well being. I mean health, I mean money, I'm talking about peace of mind, divine order. Uh, emotional support, all of the things that make up total well-being. It's very difficult for all of those things to live in a place that's filled with fear and doubt and frustration or turning on each other, uh, manipulation or et cetera. You know, all the stuff that people w- will fall into what we call discord. So talk plenty in your house, talk love in your house, talk joy in your house, and don't say things in your house that you don't want to see it manifested in your house. If you don't want to see it manifested in your space, don't don't focus on it by using the power of your own mind and your spoken word to bring it out. Because some people are talking love and peace and harmony and some people are talking anger, frustration and and again, discord. Make sure that your home has a sense of divine order. So when when people walk in, they have a sense of well-being. You know, one of the things that uh, people feel when they go into your space is your consciousness and your consciousness is very dominant in your home because it's normally a place where you relax and the phoniness stops. That's why sometimes people can be so nice on their jobs out in the street and et cetera. And then when they go home, they're extremely mean because they think they can be mean to the people in that that they're closest to, but they have to keep their front on and, in in front of folks, in front on, in front of folks who are out in the streets or who they work with or whoever for varied reasons. Therefore, make sure that your consciousness in your home is lifted up and that you're speaking and blessing everything that's in your home, in your space. He goes on to say, don't say that money is scarce. The very statement will scare money from you. Do not say that times are hard with you. The very words will tighten your purse strings until omnipotence itself cannot slip a dime into it. Begin now to talk plenty, think plenty, and give thanks for plenty. Now, then he says, enlist the members of the home in the same work. So if your mind is always on what you don't have and all your conversation is on what you don't have, your mind is not being creative to create creative so it can manifest new ideas, new opportunities, new experiences for prosperity. Again, what you radiate, you attract like begets like. So if that's the case, when you start talking about what you don't have you're, and you have thought and feeling, the realization and consciousness, you're actually telling universal law you want more of the lack. So, you know, one of the statements in this book that he talks about is this thing shall come to me in divine order. So instead of saying, hey, I can't afford that, you say, this will come to me in divine order or it's not the right time for me to get that. But, you, but dismiss the mindset of lack. I don't have. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, all the statements we say, I'm always robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm not saying don't be factual or make. Unwise decisions with your finances because what is finitely in the bank account or not in the bank account is there. That's a fact. But facts change. And we can change the facts by changing the consciousness first because you're not going to act in a way that's different from the way you really think about something. Now, you can be phony and pretend that, okay, I think prosperity, and I think this, that, and the other, but when it's all said and done, your actions will always line up with how the world occurs
4: to you. Your actions will always, not sometimes, your actions
3: will always line up with how the world occurs to you. Your actions will always, not sometimes. See, that has to be drilled. Always.
4: You don't do stuff that you don't, at some level, believe is right. Even when you know it's wrong, you have a right reason to do it. You know, sometimes you talk to people and say, yeah, I know it was wrong, but, and then they give you that justification. So. Actions always line up with the consciousness. You know, therefore, you can try to fake it,
3: fake it. But what you really believe sooner or later is going to push through, you can talk about I'm I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to stop eating uh, honey buns. And, you know, they don't make Twinkies right now, but Twinkies, et cetera. And that might last a couple of days, it might last a week, it might last two weeks. But if but if eating Twinkies mean <laughs> if eating Twinkies and drinking soda means more to you
4: than losing weight and being the size you want to be, then you're gonna eat Twinkies and drink pop. That's how the mind works. You know, they there people all over
3: all over the world who say one thing and do another because what they really believe has to shine forth because there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding how they understand life is going to show up a person could say over and over again you know that they love their spouse and and then walk right out the door and hook up with someone else because in their mindset they they don't they haven't connected spouse and and being faithful
4: so they talk it But at some level of life, they've justified it being okay to do what they do, even when they know it's wrong. And that's what we do with prosperity. We say, yes, I want to be prosperous,
3: but then we have our justifications about things. Yeah, I want this, this, and this, but then we have our justifications for things. Yeah, we say with God all things are possible, but then we have our own mental limitations based upon... How we view life, how we will raise our tradition, our culture, our
4: ethnic background, you know, our social economic class, all those things, our gender, and when
3: it's all said and done, it's just until we break our own ceilings, they
4: become our prisons. All right, moving right along. On page.
3: 104, bottom of the page, he said, To have prosperity in your home, you will have to exercise the same intelligent discrimination in the choice of your seed words. It's like a farmer chooses seed, we have to choose our words. And then he says, You should expect prosperity when you keep the prosperity law. Well, here's the key expecting God to provide for you
4: prosperity, health, peace, well being, opportunities, etc. Expect it. I expect to be blessed. That's an affirmation in and of itself. I expect to be blessed. Now, moving on. He goes
3: on to say, talking about praise and thanksgiving on page 105. And to summarize, he's basically saying, when you praise and give thanks you are even when it's something that's small, minute, continue to give thanks and praise for that little bit of health, that little bit of prosperity, a little bit of peace, whatever. And it will expand. Then he says something that like is very powerful. Uh, last paragraph of page 105, he says, you should never condemn anything in your home. And, I, and let me just add, that includes people. If you want new articles of furniture or new clothes to take the place of those you now have. Do not talk about your present things as old or shabby. Watch your words. See yourself clothed as befits a child of the king and see your house furnished just as pleases your ideal. Thus plant in the home atmosphere the seed of richness and abundance. It will all come to you. Use the patience, the wisdom, and the assiduity that the farmer employs in planting and cultivating, and your crop will be sure. So yet again, don't condemn anything in your home. Bless it all. You want a new couch? Bless the couch that you have. You want a new car? Bless the car that you have. You want a new bed? Bless the bed that you have. You want a new furniture set? You want, et cetera? Bless the ones that you have. Consistently bless the ones that you have. Bless, bless Bless. Be intentional about it. Not once, not twice, every day. How long? Like Jacob told uh, when he was wrestling God,
4: he says, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. So how long do you have to do it? You have to do it till you get your breakthrough. Push through to your breakthrough. Push through. Alright, I have a caller. I believe that's Susan online.
3: Hi, Susan. Where are Hi. you calling from?
5: I'm calling from Dallas, Texas.
3: Hi, Dallas, Texas. Susan from Dallas, Texas. Do you have a question or comment?
5: I do have a question. Um, the thing that I am naturally good at, I have never been able to make very much money at. I'm, I'm very good with working with special education students, particularly students with um, autism and Asperger's, and uh, I've been employed by schools as a learning assistant. And you just really don't make much per hour at that. But when I, And I have a degree in business, and all my life I could have been making so much more money, but that isn't what I'm passionate about. I'm really passionate about working with, this, with these children, and it's something that comes just naturally to me. It's just like breathing. It amazed me when I started doing that work, just how naturally it flowed through me. I could just feel spirit doing it through me. And so that's, that's kind of my dilemma.
3: Well, okay. Well, can can we just work with language for a moment? Sure. Uh, you view it as a dilemma. Okay. That's one because the cho- listen to the words you you use when you are explaining something because I can feel your passion through the through the internet. But if it's viewed as a dilemma, one and then two, I'm passionate about this because many times we have a subconscious belief that that which we're passionate about we can't make money doing. Okay. For instance, uh, Susan, is there an opportunity or a way to use what you've learned and developed through your business education that can help children with autism, that can, one, benefit you, allow you to live your passion, yet at the same time, allow you to, as Jesus would say, a laborer is worthy of his, and I would say, her pay. So, so, So it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be either or everything that you are, you bring to your skills as a learning assistant with children of autism. But maybe that means, you know, I'm just throwing out ideas. Obviously, I'm not saying do this or do that. You know, maybe you could write a book uh, or make an educational uh, education modality for it, you know. These are the things that you learn, et cetera. Uh, people make websites with CDs and DVDs and et cetera to help people because you have a business sense. It might be a business in and of itself. It could be, it, it could be several things because there are people who do that outside of the realm of just the traditional black and white educational system. I've seen many things. Um, you know, I recently, uh, last year, saw a young man who was 18. People didn't believe he had any understanding. They taught him, have you seen the thing where they teach him how to type on the computer, to, to, mm-hmm. to, et etc. and they originally had to guide their hand, and eventually they can do it on themselves. And his parents didn't think that he, he had any level of brain activity beyond, you know, the most minute functions. Mm-hmm. Therefore, but they had to go outside the box to find those people to help their son. Well, I'm sa- so so what I'm saying is is maybe some of the ideas that have come up maybe and I'm not saying you have maybe you haven't looked at them hard enough or dismissed them. Start praying about how you can be the Now hear me, how you what you bring as a totality the experience, your business sense, your business experience, your education, and your passion to this experience, where you can create that which can be a benefit to hum- to that that part of humanity, and the blessings that come out of it will more than take care of the need. Can you see? Can you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I definitely.
5: Yeah, I, I'm.
3: I'm getting a very expansive feeling as you're saying this. Right. So, 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 and, and, and and don't even entertain the conversation that you can't do what you love and be prosperous. Okay. Don't even entertain the conversation. Thank you. First with yourself, then with others, because if you have all of that experience, why would you leave all of that? I'm sure people in that. One of the things that, and I, and then I'll let you go, but one of the things that, that I think the world sometimes messes up in, and this is just my opinion, is the people who know what they're doing in certain levels of life, we don't get their experiences. So people who know how to build businesses and build, etc., they they're not necessarily the ones teaching people how to do stuff. If you already know how to do that, then you already know how to put stuff together and create something out of nothing. Therefore, yeah. People in the educational system know how to do that. They go to school, they get out, they start teaching. They don't know how – there's some things they don't know how to do. Right. You know, and that's why it's important for people like yourself who come out of the business world to bring your expertise to it. Because as we tell people, Reverend Coleman used to always say – to us. Church is a business. So even though she had ministers and teachers and stuff here, she had a comptroller who dealt with business, who just all he did was take care of the of the money and the business of the church. Because the church is a business too. And he he wasn't here to ordain and pray with people and all that. He was here to make sure the numbers were right. So use your skill. Pray on that and see what Thank God you. will reveal in you, okay? Thank you so much.
5: I really appreciate this.
3: No problem. God bless you on your journey.
4: Thank you. God bless you.
3: All right. We're going to take our final break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
6: If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference... Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on shop. That's www.unity.org and Click on Shop.
5: Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary. Topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah,
1: but they'll all be Unity people, right?
5: Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today. Sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? better he's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it this could get explosive does
1: he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the
5: fights (laughs) if i know dr tom he will keep it both friendly and spirited whoa i gotta hear this when and where the program is called let's talk about it and it's on every thursday at 9 a.m central time only on unity online radio so let's talk about it
1: definitely let's
2: You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Rev. Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms@unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms.
3: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're covering or studying prosperity by Charles Fillmore, and I'm in Lesson 7. If you have any questions or comments, please give me a call. 888-558-6489. Again, 888-558-6489. All right. On page 109, Mr. Fillmore states, Jesus said that when we come to the altar altar to make an offering, we should have nothing in our heart against our brother. He said that before we make contact, with the love and power of God, we must first make peace with our brother. This means that we must cultivate a love for our fellows in order to set the attractive force of love into operation. Now, what does this mean? So he's not talking about it literally alter- alter. We start talking about metaphysics because the altar is within us. It's the state of consciousness. What he's talking about simply is this: Many times the thing that blocks our prosperity is our unresolved issues with others or ourselves. Our unforgiveness, our prejudices and biases, that, that I'll never forgive that, I'll never let it go, I'll never whatever, etc., etc. And it blocks us because, because it slows down our ability to think and maintain a conscience of good because love attracts and that hate and that frustration and that fear and that, and that anger pushes away. Anger propels. You know, even when you look at life from a physical standpoint, the phys- the energy that comes off of anger pushes away. It propels. The energy of love draws in. So when you're in anger, or you're just angry, because some people are just angry people. In other words, they're angry most of the time for various reasons. That's actually pushing good away. Just remember that love attracts anger and hate and frustration and fear, push away. So when you want to attract your good, you have to be in that consciousness of love, etc. Now, moving right along. Page 110. Now, this is one of the controversial statements that he makes in this book. It's not controversial to me, but in the context of people who have um, sometimes self-righteousness, this can come across kind of funny. He says, Make Do not envy the rich. Never condemn, never condemn those who have money merely because they have it and you do not. Do not question how they got their money and wonder wh- whether whether or not they are honest. All that is none of your business. Your business is to get what belongs to you. And you do this by thinking about the omnipresent substance of God and how you can lay hold of it through love. Yet again, I want to read that again. Do not envy the rich. Never condemn those who have money merely because they have it and you do not. Do not question how they got their money and whether or not they are honest. All that is none of your business. Your business is to get what belongs to you, and you do that by thinking about the omnipresent substance of God and how you can lay hold of it through love. And you'll see this, this is subtle. You know, uh it could be just as subtle as, you know, you know, the NBA playoffs are fixed because they gotta make the money and the rich folks gotta get their blah 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 back. Those are subtle ways of saying money and honesty don't go hand in hand. Those who are rich are dishonest. People who do big business, etc. So if you pride yourself on being an honest person and you believe that the rich people are dishonest or or shady, or uh, corrupt, or any negative um, definition, then subconsciously your mind will push it away from you because you don't want to be that. So don't envy them. One, don't don't be like. Oh, I wish I was you, and don't condemn. Because how they got their prosperity is their business. Now, if you're obviously, we're not talking about situations or circumstances where uh, people are doing crime and illegal things, and you're living next door, and somebody's over there doing criminal behavior, you don't call the police. I'm not talking about stuff like that. I want to make sure we're clear. But what he's saying, don't question how they got that money or their honesty or whatever. He's simply just saying, don't get caught up in somebody else's experience Because it takes away from you developing yours. Get what is yours by right of consciousness. Stop talking about what the other man has or doesn't have or the other woman has or doesn't have or the opportunity or what they did to get to the top or did they sell out or did they kiss behind? Excuse the term, but that's what people say. And instead of all of that, work on your consciousness and don't condemn people for their prosperity or their position or their promotion or their business or their success or any other thing. You know, because when you do that, what you're actually doing is taking time away from you manifesting your own blessing, because while you're handling and thinking about their business, no one is thinking and handling yours. All right. Back to the book, page 111. He states Anyone with determination and will can overcome habits of laziness, carelessness, and weakness. The use of the will is very important in the demonstration of prosperity. So, in other words, you have to will yourself through your own procrastination, laziness, carelessness, weakness. All that is mainly just procrastination. We put stuff off, and we have to push through that, etc. Last, uh, not last point, I got a couple other points I want to cover really quickly. Page 111, bottom of the page. He states, "Uh, God's will is health, happiness, and prosperity for every man, and to have all that is good and beautiful in the home is to express God's will for us. God's will is not expressed in a hovel nor in any home where discord, lack, and unhappiness are entertained. Even a human guest would not stay long in such a home. To have a prosperous home, prepare it as an abiding place for God who gives prosperity to all his children and adds no sorrow with it. So prepare, think about and make your home
4: a place uh, where the presence of God is recognized and
3: recognized in a way that it is dominant in your space. In other words, this is sacred space. Anything and everything should just not be happening in your home. Any and everybody, and what I mean by that is all people are children of God, but some people have no business in your home. Because they're coming in with a consciousness and a ways of being and thinking, et cetera, that's not consistent with what you're trying to demonstrate for your home. So why are they there? Throwing off your thing. It should be an abiding place for the presence of God to manifest in your experience. So when you come into your home, you are coming into that space that you have created to help Reboot yourself, uplift yourself so you can go forward in the love and power of God. You have to be determined to do that. Last but not least, on page 114, he states, bottom of the page, never think of yourself as poor or needy. In other words, don't ever define yourself as poor or the working poor or the whatever poor. You're not poor. You're a child of God. You might be going through a temporary lapse and lack of funds, but you're a rich child of an abundant Father. That has to be the mentality. I'm an abundant I'm a rich child of an abundant Father, even when there's pennies in my pocket. Even if the home gets taken, even if they take your car, even if you have medical bills that would take 3 lifetimes to pay. I'm a rich child of an abundant father. He says,
4: do not not talk about hard times or the necessity for strict economy. Take it out of your conversation. You don't realize how much you have to lose by keeping your brain
3: there. If you see, see, until you can learn this secret and I tell folks this all the time and I didn't create this, I got this from Les Brown, the motivational speaker years ago, 20 years ago, he said, you must learn how to observe without being absorbed. So I I can watch the news and it doesn't bother me because I can observe it without being absorbed by it. Until you can look at situations and circumstances and comment and whatever on the facts without being absorbed by it,
4: then stay away from it and work on your consciousness. Anyway, we're going to stop there. Next week, we're going to cover
3: Lesson 8, God Will Pay Your debts. Read the chapter ahead of time. And make sure you have your questions ready. If you need to, contact my Facebook page. You can inbox me at Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell on Facebook. And I also have the email address that was given during the commercial. God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell.
5: Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Inspiration only takes a moment. As Rev. Felicia Blanco Circe points out in her book, Do Greater Things, there is the potential for joy, wholeness, and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then begin to change.
1: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, Turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house. The Bible Alive! Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you're seeking? Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time for The Bible Alive! Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. No matter how long you've been on a spiritual path, it's easy to get confused about God. Is God out there? In here? And who are you praying to? Finally, there's help to sort it all out. The Three Faces of God is a six-week summer series on Unity Online Radio featuring co-hosts Karen Kelly and Rev. Ellen Debenport, author of The Five Principles. Together with their special guests, they'll explore the different aspects of God that show up in world religions and in Unity. You might never look at God the same way again. The Three Faces of God is live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Central from June 3rd to July 8th. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
6: What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.